0: Are we good? We're good. Okay, so we're going to start in Toby, Toby, five. Hanulla. So, we're going to start at the beginning. Who the fuck is Toby? Who is Toby McGuire? Are we ready? Who oh, if you don't mind, that I don't really don't care. There's a symbiote crony. My silly old hair. yeah. Oh yeah. Look like <Macht> Toby
1: McGuire. Only desires to get my homies inspired. Friendly neighborhood who? Friendly neighborhood who? Yeah. Let's Damn.
0: Hey. Hey everyone, welcome back to Toby, Toby, Toby. We got ourselves a little mini-sode here uh, where me and Reno are going to have a conversation about Zack Snyder's Justice League. Woo! Still recovering from that, so are we. So before we get into that, let us uh, let me introduce my co-host here, Reno Kristoff, playing troubadour, Milwaukee hip-hop legend. How are you today, a week out from your viewing of Zack Snyder's Justice League.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm just floating on air, you know. My life was. My life was changed. I never thought I'd. I'd see the R-rated Justice League, in all its gritty glory.
0: No, were you a fan? Yeah.
1: Well, I was. I think that was. You know, I. Know I didn't watch the original Justice League, but that was for a reason. Because I knew how like. Weird and all over the place, and how it didn't really make sense. So well here, let me
0: rephrase the question. Uh were you a fan of DC? Are you strictly uh as your poster kind of indicates a Marvel person?
1: Uh definitely picking and choosing with DC. You know, the Superman uh what's that one called? Man of Steel. That was that was cool. Uh Batman versus Superman it made no sense. I didn't watch like the extended <laughs> I didn't watch yeah, the no. extended version or anything. And then I kind of just realized it was all going to be a lot of crazy shit. I should, I was, I was going to watch Wonder Woman because that's supposed to be good, as you can, you've told me it's good. But, <laughs> um, yeah, Justice League, uh, rated, I just feel, feel like it was like the most watchable of the everything after, after like the Dark Knight franchise, like everything after,
0: after that, that's the most watchable. Interesting. Yeah. okay i i will say that i've come to uh one wonder woman isn't great when i saw wonder woman the first time i thought wow this movie is great but only because every single movie before then had been like the super morose super overdramatic uh pretentious it's just been so heavy it's been a slog to get through wonder woman was so effervescent i have since gone back and re-watched it and i don't it certainly isn't great, but it's better than Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four, which is an atrocity.
1: I haven't gotten there yet.
0: It's not great for sure. I know a lot of people that genuinely enjoyed it. People that have hope in their hearts and like a really strong circle of friendship. I think really enjoyed that because it's got a like a message of hope. Her superpower is apparently like making the world's longest friendship bracelet. At the end, spoiler alert. <laughs> and um, spoiler
1: alert. No,
0: I don't <laughs> but I mean, the, the first movie was it was a surprise after those. I will say I am a defender of Batman versus Superman, the extended edition, because at least it, it makes a little bit more sense than than happen. the previous edition, because those are like notorious for having studio being mishandled by the studios because they were giving this guy who was clearly trying to make four hour movies from the get go, all of these mandates to make them to make them shorter. Did you say he was? He wanted to make four-hour movies from the get-go? It feels like it. All of his yeah. movies have extended editions. Literally every single one of it them. It really feels like they should have just let him,
1: you know, go, go, go with it. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know what... I wonder how much audience... Like, how much they made on... How much, like, they're going to compare, like... How much people liked the PG-13 Justice League
0: versus the R-rated four-hour long one. You know, what, what, uh, what I find so interesting about, like, uh, at the time when those movies were being made, especially Man of Steel and and Batman versus Superman, at the time it felt like they were both trying to emulate the success of Batman Begins and the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises, the dark, broody Batman They tried to stamp that onto Superman's story, but they were also trying to do the Marvel thing and play catch up with them. And then they gave it to a guy who they who hasn't made a hit for them in years. And they're like, hey, dark broody guy who likes Ayn Rand a little too much for a grown man. Shepherd our superhero series into the future. See if you can do that model. And they let him get a, a, like two and a half movies in. And then they, they got cold feet. And it's like one of this. One of those more because we if you watch movies in any way, shape, or form, and you watch you follow movie news in any way, shape, or form, you always kind of hear about studio interference, sometimes for good, sometimes for ill. But this is the first time I remember it being so public, where they literally seem to have stepped in and like kicked the dude off the project. Which is if you aren't familiar, if by the time you're listening to this and you're not familiar with the story, let me catch you up real quick. So Zack Snyder's Justice League. Zack Snyder was shepherding. The DCEU with Man of Steel continuing the story of Batman versus Superman and was supposed to finish it off with his Justice League, which may or may not have been two movies and then a trilogy and a whole thing. Then uh, Zack Snyder's daughter committed suicide. Very tragic, um, which seemed convenient to the, uh, the producers at Warner Brothers, who also kind of wanted this guy uh, to leave. Zack Snyder and his wife no longer wanted to fight the executives, so they wanted to put all their strength into taking care of their family. And then putting all their cards on the table and blatantly making the play that they want to absolutely copy, carbon copy Marvel's formula, they brought in Joss Whedon, the guy who made the Avengers, to finish off their Justice League movie, which had a completely different tone and was all dark and broody, which is the template they had been leaning into for so long. And it is weird, to say the least. It's an odd movie. It doesn't really make much sense. You said you haven't seen it. The PG-13 version? Yeah, the Joss Whedon version. The one that came out in, like, 2017. I have not. So, it's recolored Graded. I
1: smelled the hot hot garbage, you know? Smelled hot uh, garbage. I didn't
0: want to. Yeah, it's, well, it's, okay, so Joss, I guess we can get into that kind of later, but, like, dude was brought in to do a, a job, and by all accounts, he just kind of did it, and then was faced with an uphill battle, and he took it out on all of his actor's, who signed up to work with Zack Snyder, who signed up to do a specific script, who had moved on to other things. Ben Affleck had moved on to alcoholism and Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> and uh, everyone had moved on to other things. So they brought in for reshoots and they clearly didn't want to be there. Well, so what a lot of reshoots did was fix a lot uh-huh. of uh, narrative loopholes um, that Zack Snyder wrote that are made up for with incredible cinematography, which we can we'll get into. But the movie's not good. These jokes are stupid. They don't make any sense within the context of the characters. Uh, a scenario at the end, which doesn't make much sense. It's just not as interesting. But I don't know what Zack Snyder's two hour movie would have looked like either. Because Batman versus Superman, the two hour version of that movie, like I saw that movie for free in the theater. I had a friend who's got good stuff and he invited me for a screening. He's like, hey man, you wanna see Batman versus Superman? I was excited. And I walked out of that theater actually angry at the men in type yeah. movie. I was pissed because I was like, what are you on? A, like on, a, on like at this, this extended level. I was like five, hundred, seven hundred, a thousand years from now, when people pick up our mythologies and they're looking at how we interpreted our gods and they come across the theatrical cut of this, they sit down and they catch reels of this shit. Oh my <laughs> God. They're going to like, they're going to resurrect us just to kill us again. Ugh. <laughs> I th- it was it felt it was disrespectful. Man of Steel was like, All right, I guess if a God came to earth and he was fighting with his other god buddy, they would commit a holocaust with each other's bodies, slamming each other around and everything. And they're gods. I get that. But this was so it was stupid as well as as violent as well as like aggressively anti-narrative. Yeah. If there was such a thing. Like they didn't I agree it, it,
1: like it didn't, sense. there was just a lot of things happening. And that's kind of like the whole vibe I got from DC after Man of
0: Steel, just kind of like everything. I, so. Even after the first one, even after Man of Steel, you could tell like this, they have no idea what direction they're trying to go in. So we get to Justice League, the absolute most toxic, like we're like, I, I like stuff. I like stuff. You see me having a strong emotional reaction to stuff. It's nice. It's nice to feel stuff for things in a world that kind of increasingly doesn't want me to feel stuff. But I don't feel so strongly about things that I get online and start petitions or like yell at people on, uh, do hashtags on tweets that have nothing to do with the hashtag. Um, but thanks to those people, we have actually sped up the process by which we get, uh, the directors, the actual directors' cut of, of Justice League, which is a four hour behemoth, um, that is, not merely as good as it thinks it is, but it is much, much better than I had I had expected it to be, for sure. I have seen it now thrice. I find myself in a bit of a Titanic situation where I'm like. Other people want to see it, but no one wants to see it with them either. And I'm like, all right, I'll sit down, watch this damn thing again. I, you know, you spent twelve hours as a half a day. Wow, That's dedication. On the same movie. It wasn't even like when I watched all the Lord of the Rings extended editions back to back to back, which is a twelve hour, thirteen hour endeavor. No, I watched the same damn movie. It is something because it's it is enthralling, and over dramatic and too much. It's so much. And I'm overwhelmed by the so muchness of it. <laughs> Give me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts. I'll, I'll rate rant and rave. I oh, just fucking, just, I
1: just think back to Nightmare Batman and Joker. Just all, God, I'll fucking kill you. Just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, like, fuck it, bro. Like, I don't know. I mean, like, that's the shit I never thought I'd see because i just thought batman and justice league like that would always cater to like a younger audience uh and they wouldn't want to let go of that money
0: but but they didn't have to because they just got to do both what's well, great yeah. that the the world shut down right so we wouldn't be in this situation if the world had to shut down and hbo max wasn't trying to drive up their subscriber base hbo max is like the covid of streaming services if anything because i feel like i have to wear a I feel like I'm in a dirty, dusty video store when I'm on HBO Max and need to wear a mask. <laughs> but they threw $70 million at this guy and he was like, I got money left over. What do I want the most? What do, I, what do I need? What do I crave? What do the people want the most? What did they love the most about the DCEU up until this point? Their favorite thing. They, everyone voted and they were like, Jared Leto's Joker. Literally no one asked for that. No. Not a single person on earth was like, give me the guy with the damage tattoo. Yeah, the...
1: Honka, honka.
0: Like that guy. No one wants gangs, that. Gangs. And he I brought him back. Uh,
1: uh, I mean, I'm glad that he switched up his his shtick. The Nightmare, uh, nightmare Edition. I, I, I think we had a previous conversation where we were just like, fuck it. Just keep bringing him back. But every time he needs a whole... New costume, a whole new look, a whole new stupid laugh that has to change every single time. And I'll, and I'll stay here for it.
0: Uh, I mean, I like that idea a lot. I really love that. He just, see, because we could, there's a whole other conversation to be had. I think that Jared Leto's Joker is the most accurate Joker of Jokers. Especially if you, if they did that thing, because he's the most annoying, basic asshole in the world. Uh, he doesn't have a plan He doesn't have like Heath Ledger's Joker was all nicely tailored I was uh, the king of chaos Of a dog chasing cars You clearly had that coat tailored Shut up <laughs> or, you, or you learned the skills to tailor it It doesn't matter You might have been from the military you fucking- Jared Leto's Joker Clearly shots at a Gucci outlet And he wants people to know that He has grills He has damaged on his forehead he also murdered Robin. I love that. Perfect. I didn't know uh, that. That's great. I mean, that's the implication. But I do love if, yeah. if they showed up with a different if they showed up if he showed up in a different one dressed like the regular old Joker, mm-hmm. uh, in the regular purple suit with the bow tie and the squirty flower.
1: Damn right.
0: With his hair oh. slicked back. Yeah. Like, which they briefly showed in Suicide Squad. like the best three seconds of the entire movie. Because they're fantasizing about what they want in the uh, uh, if they could only have a normal life. Uh, and Harley apparently wants to live in the suburbs and make the Joker be normal. It's a very strange scene, but it does show them dancing, which is nice. But uh, uh, where were we? I
1: don't know, man. That whole that whole epilogue was just like, everybody, you get some free car, and you get, and we get this, and you get that. Here, take it. We're going, here's a table. We're going to set this up. We're going to... St- there's the man, the alien hunter. What's the dude, man? What is he? Martian
0: Manhunter.
1: Martian Manhunter. I have to Google that,
0: to be honest. but hey, yeah. that, That's one of those things that, like, so no one cared about Martian Manhunter, except no. for Zack Snyder. No one cared. You didn't ask for it. And for some reason, he under, there's this really great scene with Lois and Martha Kent. And it's super undercut by the fact that as soon as Lois, or as soon as Martha walks out, it, she turns into the Martian Manhunter, which right. is clearly which is clearly retrofitted into the story for no good fucking reason. I mean, at the time, I
1: had no fucking idea that I had to think back and be like, oh yeah, 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 the Martian Manhunter, okay,
0: okay. Yeah, uh, I don't understand what his obsession with that is. Um, what, it was, would be better. what was he doing?
1: What was he doing again? What was the relevance? I mean, something they were going to
0: he was gonna build two in the versus. I think I honestly think the point of putting that in there and putting that tail end on there, and you can tell that's a different Ben Affleck than it was in the movie. Clearly, it's a different Ben Affleck. This man has lost some weight. He looks happy. He looks healthy. He looks like he got he just did the scene like a month ago before we watched it. <laughs> I think the point was to go, "Hey guys, thank you so much for allowing me to make this movie, which casts off the trilogy and allows the world to see my vision." Oh, ha, I'm going to make them think there's more and then make them harass you. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> ah! And then I'm not going to stop them when they say, restore the Snyderverse. Because I mean, the thing yeah. is, is, like AT&T is, is owns Warner, Warner Media now. And those are two completely different entities. And AT&T, they own HBO Max and they want the goodies. They want the stuff. They want the rock to run everything. They want Zack Snyder to run everything. They want Ben Affleck to run everything, and they want Warner Media to fuck off because they never knew what they were doing and they still don't. Yeah, it's great. I love it. I don't want. To, I don't know if I want to see more of the Snyderverse, but I do yeah. want to see corporations get fucked by a bunch of greasy assholes. I mean, I also I want know. to see Ben Affleck know. forcing himself into a bat suit. I don't forever. know if I'll ever
1: enjoy Justice League. You know. More than the Snyderverse. It's really just the, you know, fucking Injustice vibe taken into movie form.
0: Now, do you wish, when you watched that, did you wish that Nightmare, the Nightmare scene was the movie? See, I want to see that movie. That movie sounds more cool,
1: you know, but this movie has to happen first. I think the villain could have been more, more memorable, like Steppenwolf, you know what I mean? Like. It was a big tease, you know, with the, with the, what was the, what was the fucking death dude's name? Uh, dark seed,
0: dark, what dark seed? Yeah. Dark seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I want no, wait, no, I'm that. sorry. Uh, uh, dark side, dark side. I'm goofy. <laughs> dark seed. Yeah. Uh, dark side. Uh, yeah.
1: Dark seed. Yeah. That's you need to <laughs> see a doctor. Like Steppenwolf was just seemed like it seemed like they were really gonna have to fight Dark Side and that was a little bit of like a tease and a bit like of a letdown. Like I think the plot was set up in a good way, you know, where they got to do a lot, but like Steppenwolf is just kinda like plain, like alien, super strong guy. You know what I mean? Like he's not like a we could have taken a more like noteworthy villain, I think, from like Superman or something. That would have been cool. That was my only major complaint. I think
0: the plot sucks. The plot is just like the same as every other superhero plot. There's a MacGuffin, there's a bunch of MacGuffins and the bad man wants the MacGuffins because they're going to do the stuff and they're going to turn it's, the world into either is it either it's darkness or it's a copy of their own world or it's a, it's a, a new world for them to populate or to enslave or to do whatever it's and then the superheroes have to get together and stop it. There is something so grandy. There...
1: I mean, we've never seen it. You know, I mean, like, this is the Justice League. This is the this was the first attempt at Justice League before it got turned into the Whedon version.
0: The fact that it, the, the, what I love about this, as opposed to something like Marvel movies, the Marvel movies are great. And actually, what, what's interesting about thinking about this movie, I've been watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Are you keeping up with that? Not all the way. I'm not really spoiling anything here. Let me just like the contrast between these two. When I sit down, we sit down and watch this four hour opera, this huge pop art, almost, I I think it's a masterpiece, even though it's stupid because it is, it is such a singular vision of somebody. And it takes these really silly concepts and elevates them to high art or attempts to. Um, And it doesn't really show anybody being nothing's normal. In these universes, even like Lois taking a cape out of a box, the whole scene is filled with like a slow close up and like the cape is so heavy, everything, the music is soaring, everything has weight. There's nobody doing anything like really normal. No one's having normal reactions and normal stuff. I'm watching the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Here's a super soldier. Here's the Winter Soldier. He's been alive for a hundred years. He's been murdering people left and right. He's been a death soldier for the state. He's had to, like, save his best friend. He's been on all of his armor placed by Wakandan. But they took the time to show this dude's adamant or vibranium armor uh, arm just sanding a boat. Just yeah. hanging out, hanging out with his well, buddy. I love
1: those moments. It really elev- elevates the character.
0: It's not shot in a special way. It's not shot in slow-mo. There isn't like a 16-piece a, like a string section playing. There's, it's just a regular normal moment. And what I, that's what I like about Marvel. And what I love about Zack Snyder is he doesn't actually let those happen. He hates those things. Every quiet moment is still filled with the gravity, with like, it's the weight of everything matters in this moment. I mean, uh, even with cyborg, cyborg just staring out of a window, and you're like, "That's the saddest human that's ever lived." Yeah, they deal with their issues in different ways. Well, and it's
1: like you see that look. It's like a, almost like they're easily trying to replicate like the vibe of like comic, like the like the the gritty feel, you know, of D of DC, you know, whether it's comic books or like animated, you know, like there's there's been a lot of like dark batman and like superman's shit like very popular. I don't I can't name examples, but I just like,
0: you know, and like you mean like comic books like dark storylines with them?
1: Yeah.
0: I mean they killed him, they killed Superman in the 90s. They've been yeah. almost killing Batman for decades. Yeah. So we man. All
1: this lore, we want to see it come to life for any of that shit to make sense like the screen with real people and real actors. It's like you're, you're trying to like create a circumstance in which acting that crazy dramatic way is somehow like real, you know what I mean? So you got to create that universe that reflects that. And obviously it's not going to make any fucking sense, but like it's the best representation almost of like what's on pages and panels, you know, because
0: what that shit's so ridiculous. I mean, it's a comic. It, well, it's, with Zack Snyder, it's interesting. It's just like somebody, it's, it's like anybody coming in, as in, like, you like you like a specific look. Like, I like Tim Burton's Batman. I like it. I like Tim Burton's Batman better than I like Christopher Nolan's Batman. There, I said it. Christopher Nolan, his, his Batman movies, if you took all the good scenes from them, they would make one whole movie. But whatever. I would actually like to see that. But it's like a new comic book writer coming in and you kind of like, well, there's definitely, that guy definitely had a vision for that. And that was a very specific vision. The last time that happened with, Bob, with, um, with Batman, I think was Tom King is his name. Uh, he did a run over the last couple of years that was super divisive. But it's like a new writer coming in and he presented his vision and people are like, okay, well, next. But I don't know, like out of the stable of comics or a comic book artist in the DCEU stable. He seems to be the only one with a very specific cohesive vision. Everyone else seems to be going left and is going in a different direction. Patty Jenkins was getting mandates by the studio, which is why a lot of that stuff and from Zack Snyder's movies, she was going off that, which is how she got into Wonder Woman and that was pretty good. Then Patty Jenkins went all, all off on herself and we got Wonder Woman 1984 or 19, or Wonder Woman 84, which is bad. It doesn't match up Narratively with the first one in any way Like it doesn't make any sense Within the narrative that Patty Jenkins herself created So the thing with Zack Snyder Is that at least he has a cohesive vision Now we've seen Those previous two movies are better in retrospect Now that there's been a conclusion of sorts To the story I'm glad we got to see the conclusion of that story I am curious about more of those things I would have liked to have seen more But now I don't know if I actually do want to see more, but what a fascinating run by that specific artist and his interpretation of the characters, because I I I think, I think, I think he had something interesting to say about them, but he didn't always say it as well as he could have, but damn, he said the last part as best as he could have.
1: It's just all the things he set up in the epilogue to kind of be like a little carrot, to be like, keep complaining. Like, it's like, that's the shit that's the, the coolest that leads to the coolest, most crazy, like everything that happens in justice league almost like needs to get set up first and like explain, like, this is how it all came together before you can take it with us. Those really crazy out of the box, like storylines and like build up to them and make, make them feel like they have meaning and like, wait. And like, I just, I want to see more because I don't want to see it all. I don't want to be, I don't want it to be like Spider-Man where it's like, Oh, they're getting going. Oh, Reboot. Well, well that's what's bad. You know, it's like I want to get to the fucking yeah. like chapter fucking four.
0: Yeah, um, no, and that's I, 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 that's I what the like, off, is messing up. Like, oh, we can't go further than this. Right, right. No, that's that's and that's exactly yeah. Uh, like they're messing up uh, because now we've gotten all this way. Yeah. Um. The the uh, and now there's now we're starting all over again with a yeah. brand new Batman, which looks like it'll be okay. It looks like it'll be pretty fun. But now, again, we have to start all over. Uh, It's like starting a new relationship. Like, I've already done all the stuff. Like, I've invested all of my energy and time. You just told me, you just sat there for four hours and told me how much you loved me. And now (laughs) you're leaving? What? God. (laughs) We were getting to trust. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly.
1: Um, I met your parents. That's what's so, you know, that's
0: what's nice about Marvel. I met Martha. I met Marvel. Uh, I don't know if we're ever going to get, I mean, we have a few times of that where it's occurred in Marvel. You have Taika Waititi, who's definitely making his mark on Thor Ragnarok. You have the Russo brothers who definitely brought a specific vision to Civil War and uh, Endgame and Infinity War. Mm, excuse me, and Winter Soldier. They had a specific vision, um, but it was definitely, it was within the Marvel mandate. Zack Snyder's Justice League is one of the more ultimate acts of subversive rebellion within a corporate structure that I've ever seen. Because that's it is it, it, it is punk rock in this way that like he was dead, he was resurrected by his fans, and then the studio gave him money to give them a fuck you. Like that epilogue and that last part is a fuck you. That's such a that's they gave him he had money left over from reshoots, and he said, fuck you. Look at this! I have so much more to give. My name is Zack Snyder, and I have so much love to give. And he just and he unleashed the minions again to yeah. beg and plead for the restoring the Snyderverse. And now they've got the Rock demanding the Snyderverse. Now they've got everybody up up Warner Media's ass again. It's amazing. the The story of Zack Snyder's Justice League is more interesting than the movie. But the movie also happens to be a fascinating study of one man's vision of dumb shit. That's what Christopher Nolan, this is Christopher Nolan's fault. Every time I watch The Dark Knight, I'm going, are you seriously taking it this seriously? This is, come on. Look at that guy in the suit in the bank with his dumb pointy ears. This is stupid. And the Joker shows up and you're like, wow, comic book movies could be art. (laughs) For real. Yeah, and man, then the Dark Knight Rises think, took it too far. Why do we
1: like this content? I think I, I often like think like, you know, these are our symbologies, you know, these are our, this is our modern day, like, like you said, like interpretation of gods and like interpretation of like archetypes and just symbolism, you know? And I think like it represents like subconsciously, you know, like it's vicarious and it, it's also like whatever you're going through is like can be symbolized Just, like, this stupid-ass, like, fight of Spider-Man or something. He's always trying to balance his life, you know what I mean? Like, we all are
0: trying to balance our life and shit. You know what I like about Zack Snyder's Batman and Superman as opposed to, like, Spider-Man, even though he's going through some stuff, especially in the new ones, and even the Raimi ones, I still wanted to be Spider-Man. I was like, this feels like a dope job. It's got its ups and downs. (laughs) Like, my loved ones are in trouble occasionally, but that suit is tight. Yeah, and yeah. I can I get to like crawl around the city. Zack Snyder's superheroes. <laughs> I have right. literally. I love Batman. I grew up wanting to be a bat- yeah, be Batman. Yeah, you because you I'm a class trader. Like, but like yeah. I, I, his. I don't want to be their Batman. I don't want to be his Batman. They're miserable. Yeah. Superman came to Earth to get depressed. Like that's his whole time here. He's like, oh, these people can't stay out of danger. Yeah. Ah. But his whole the whole time he's just trying to figure out who he is his pa is like maybe you should just let him die dude these people suck and people are like i don't like this superman well maybe make a better life then maybe stop being so shitty and the guy who comes to earth to be a beacon of hope won't give up immediately jesus batman went so like 182 like it didn't really he's all like oh i hate everyone you're not, you because he tried to be funny. the he tried to do the right thing, and like his 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 ward got murdered by Basic Joker. A guy was damaged on his forehead, murdered the kid he trained. How embarrassing! Now he's getting punked out by Mark Zuckerberg on uh, way too much Adderall over here. Of course he's angry. What? Oh, right, well, sorry, Mark Zuckerberg. The um, Lex Luthor. Luther. Oh, Michael. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course, of course. What is his name? What's that actor's name? Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> I was calling him, because he's from the social network. Yeah, he is. I saw
1: that. Uh, oh, he's so good. He's not good. That's not my other complaint. Like, he's just like the worst cast in Lex Luthor that I have ever seen. He'd make a better Joker.
0: Well, oh, I think, oh, yeah, because that's definitely what he was going for. I think the deal with Mark Zuckerberg, the problem with um, the problem, the dude, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. yeah. The problem with origin movies, and what I appreciate while we're going to talk about Spider Man, the thing I appreciated about the Marvel Spider Man is they didn't waste any any damn time with his origin. But the thing about origins is like, okay, well, we recognize Lex. We want Lex Luthor from the comics and the animated series and the old movies we saw. We know Lex Luthor from years, decades of the cultural sponging of that specific IP. Yeah. And so when you have the origin story, Superman just showed up. Batman's been working for a while, but he's angry. He's never had to deal with Lex Luthor. He doesn't know, da- he doesn't know a damn thing. Maybe he deals with him in the business world. He probably has, he, like financially, he does stuff with LexCorp, but he doesn't know Mar- like Lex Luthor. So the origin story is before he shaves his head. We get that at the end of Justice League. We finally get shaved head. He doesn't have a strong enough neck. You need what? You need a thick neck. Is that how power works? You need a Stuff. kingpin. You're thinking a kingpin, though. Nah, he. It's his face too. He doesn't have like a. I'm a big man.
1: Yeah. Batman's like you need him to be like Batman's identity. Like, what, what kind? It's, what do you need from him? He's just a skinny skeleton kind of guy, you know. His Luther's Luthor's
0: always been. Uh, well, no, it depends on like which Lex Luthor you. Off, get. His
1: face could is not
0: not right. But we didn't get it. I think that the thing about this early DCEU stuff is that like it's all a bunch of maybes kinds of potential what ifs. Like, I would like to see the next two movies with that specific Lex Luthor if he's going to have a part and he's actually doing something with it, but alas. That's what sucks about an origin movie. We've got all the origins of stuff. Now what? Oh, we're starting over. Oh, there's another Earth. Oh, cool. Flash is opening up 17 different Earths so we can have 14 different Batmans and Four different flashes and, like... The fucking so- Sonic movie at the end with Jim Carrey. Right! You saw that shit, right? I did see Sonic and was pleasantly Dude. surprised by it.
1: Dude, Jim Carrey at the end! They finally, like, he like, they give him the fucking true origin to, like, look the way that like, fans want him to, Right, like,
0: and you have no guarantee that you're going to get a sequel, so you're like, finally, the thing that I paid for, I get the thing that I want, sort of. Right. Oh, it was so close, yeah. That's what Marvel was dancing on the head of a pin for a while because of that. They were like, you keep teasing this stuff, man. Well, you keep presenting Thanos. Okay. You keep, oh, you're going to show Wakanda. You better show Wakanda. They kept setting themselves up for like, they have, it's like when you tell your friends about your goals, because if you don't achieve them, they'll shame you. That's what Marvel did for so long. They're like, okay, here's the thing. Oh guys, now we have to do the thing. We better do the thing or they're going to be mad. And so they did the thing and then like lo and behold, they pulled the thing off. Whereas the DCEU, they were like, ah, I don't know if we like the thing. This thing is kind of weird. Just start the thing. Start the thing over. Do a different <laughs> thing. Oh wait, don't no, go back to the thing. No, that's the thing from before. No. <laughs> that's the Batman thing. Yeah. So now now I mean it is We're a decade them. we're a decade into the DCEU and they still don't have a cohesive vision. And they're throwing it away—the most close thing they ever had. They're throwing it. They're throwing it away. Casting yeah, it they're just out. tossing. Yep. I mean, for I know for no good reason. But here's the thing: Zach Snyder would then go on. I feel like Zach Snyder is smart to walk away right now. Like when you put your chips on the table, if you're a smart gambler, you know when to walk the fuck away at the top, and to know when to cash that shit in. Because if he keeps on making those movies now and they suck, all of a sudden like the first two kind of sucked at first, then he's got he's not going to have the legacy. Right now, we're having this conversation because his legacy is secure with what he's created. The other people are the bad guys. Ray Fisher can keep being mad at the, the head of DC. He can keep being mad at Joss Whedon. Everyone can keep having their infighting, but Zack Snyder, hey man, he's just got to make his movie. He gets to walk away from that conversation. Well, That's the other side of it. I... I would like to see more, but I don't – I'm happy with not having any so that guy can walk away from – What we get instead
1: is probably just going to be – give it a little bit of time and be like, here's the new Justice League. You know the story. Like, here's the new Superman that we'll explain in the movie. And then, like, fucking, you know Batman. You know Wonder Woman. Fucking, here you go. Like, let's open up some more. Let's let's skip ahead and actually give fans what they want, like, some of these bigger – plots with crazier villains and more peril and like more superheroes having become more end game type shit you know that'd be cool if they did the marvel thing backwards you know like ah oh, fuck it here's Here's Justice League. Uh, We'll do the origins later for the characters that people like the most.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, that's what they that's kind of what happened here. We didn't really like in Batman versus Superman. They just kind of introduced the characters on a CD on like a, a, a desktop computer. And then, bam, Justice League. Here you go. And then the original Justice League didn't even introduce Cyborg and Flash. They were just there. Yeah,
1: it would still just be nice if DC could just like all get in a room and just fucking agree on something on on
0: doing something and then like work towards it you're never going to have the uniformity they have over at marvel no one's going to have that because at&t owns hbo max and warner brothers owns the movie division and so you have these two competing entities that's fucked up i have this feeling like i'm gonna like you're gonna age out with marvel when, when it started i i saw iron man and they developed the plan and over 10 years They developed that plan and over 10 years I grew with that franchise and they actually told a co they ended up telling a cohesive story over that 10 years and the years that I developed in between those movies I like I developed a relationship with the characters in that franchise and it actually had meaning for me at the end more meaning for me than I could have ever imagined because there was a cohesive vision throughout that decade of my own life you know. Yeah. There, I, I felt like I grew with that franchise and I grew with those characters and grew with that story. And by the time we got to the end, I felt I had an emotional connection to it, both with the characters in it and the parallels that it, it drew to the life that I was leading at the time. It was a really profound use of property, entertainment property, that I don't know if we'll ever get to replicate, even though Marvel keeps doing good stuff. But like that was specific to that. When you have something like D.C. where they're starting, I'm getting invested, right? And then they stop. Then they start again, I'm getting invested, and then we stop.
1: Yeah, we, we and so by the that. time
0: time has passed, I've like already stopped caring about these characters. I don't get invested again because I don't have the time to waste on getting to know these characters again. Because I'm getting older, and there's only so much time I can invest into, into entertainment properties. And at some point, I'm going to stop watching your Batman movies. I'm going to stop watching your Superman movies because I don't have fucking time to waste on getting emotionally involved when this stuff is clearly going to be meaning to set up stuff. I'm not going to have time for what, so I can get, you can start again and again and again. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to want more fan. We being us and and just like fans in general, we're going to want more justice league, but we we don't want to sit through another like setup plot. Those are the most boring fucking plots. We're just there to see the cool shit that's on our list because we saw it in some cartoon or comic book, you know, we're waiting for that plot to unfold in some way or that super dope moment where everyone has to fight Superman. We were waiting for that moment, you know, they found an excuse in the plot to give us that, you know.
0: I like your idea, like, reverse-engineered a little bit, where you just could, just
1: like, you like, where you... like in the Justice League, Just pick who gets to be in the shit and then just, like, you know... Side just humanity. start
0: at the battle. Start at the end and work your way backwards. Right. <laughs> Start with the big battle and then like work your way into the origins of the new one. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, uh, I mean, this is a little off topic, but
1: I think Avengers is over. Do you think there's no, do you think they're going to like come up with like a new, or do you think they're just going to attack Spider-Man? Probably still be Avengers. eh?
0: Um, I think there'll be a new Avengers eventually. I don't think there's going to be a new Avengers for a few years. I think there's going to be a bunch of subgroups like the Thunderbolts. Or various forces like that. I honestly think they're working their way up to X Men now, or you know, X Men
1: mutants. Yeah, that's gonna be a weird, hard thing to accept. You know, like whatever they're going to like redo.
0: Uh, it's gonna be odd. It's. I feel really. I think it's really cool that for young people getting into, for like the for the youth getting into X Men now. Um getting time, into comic books now building up its run.
1: It's a good time to like let X-Men into that mix for sure. That's exciting.
0: There was, um, I read something about how, and this was across a couple of sources that they're working on a Wolverine anthology story series for Disney plus that would take place over different decades, time periods um, every season. So it'd be a different Wolverine in every season and then ha- occasionally have continuity with uh, present events. Operating under the impression that Wolverine has been around the entire time and then will just all of a sudden pop up when other mutants show up. Like the same one or like? No, not Hugh Jackman, bud. No, I mean like the same, like not even the same storyline. I'm curious how they integrate his storyline into it. It shows they've been kind of, they've been willing to get weird. So I'm curious. I mean, honestly, the the way that they've been allowing um, the more, the odder elements of comic book stuff to come into the MCU, the X-Men seem like they're going to make more sense this time around. Um, it will be nice to see X-Men with a sense of continuity, uh, finally, to their narrative. It's going to be odd seeing it because growing up with X-Men in the movies, it was very strange because you get, get a good one and you get a really bad one. First you got a pretty good one. Then you got an excellent one. And then you got an all right one. And then you got a bad one. And then you got a really good one. And then you got an amazing one. And then you got a okay one. And then you got a really bad one. And then you had an amazing one. And then you just had a really, really boring one. And like, so you never, there was never any just real sense of, well, one of my favorite stories so is by Matthew Vaughn, the guy who directed First Class. Um, he was like, and this is this is like a story about studio interference, again, where he wrote this treatment. He made First Class, which is an excellent X-Men movie, sets up a lot, kind of really sorts of fits nicely into the previous narrative setup. He goes in there with a treatment. He's like, I've done First Class. Next, we do Apocalypse. Then we do Days of Future Past. Apocalypse will show up, mess everything up. Things are getting serious. Then Days of Future Past will allow us to deal with the Sentinels and then reversing all of this stuff. It'll be a real thing. And it was like, First Class was really good, set up the stakes. Apocalypse sets makes the stakes even higher. Days of Future Past makes them even higher and makes it so they have to actually go back in time to fix it, reverse it all back. And then it loops back around to the very first movie. Shazam! Narrative cohesion, a trilogy. And the studio was like, that Days of Future Past movie sounds fun. Let's do that first. And he was like, "But, but no, you got to. You see, if we go from this one into this one and then into that one, it'll make sense. and people will come and they'll be invested in it. But no, but that one sounds so cool. Let's do that now. He was like, well, you guys are idiots. I'm leaving. I'm going to go make Kingsman. And he went and did that. So they did Days of Future Past. And it's great. It's a great movie. And then they did Apocalypse, which didn't make any sense coming after Days of Future Past. And it sucks. And it makes no sense
1: apocalypse was one of like the biggest letdowns and like for me i was like man thought it was gonna be so much you know like it would have been dope if apocalypse would have been able to you know how he had his horsemen or whatever i heard in the comics there was at some point the hulk is one of his horsemen that wow that would have been tight Bring him in for that <laughs> that would have been a cool way to open
0: up the mcu yeah that was, and that was that was back when like if you saw one crossover you'd lose your mind you know I'd be like, what that character what whereas in marvel now it's like oh that's that person <laughs> Agatha Harkness, sure yes yeah <laughs> for her yeah whereas like when i saw blade when blade was uh at the end of blade in 1998 there's a teaser for morbius and i'm like what morbius uh not in the original cut at the uh the direct there's a deleted scene with morbius really? um yes yeah. so there was like really no sense of like Oh, yeah. Apocalypse. That's right. Apocalypse was which with the X-Men movies. It was like, OK, first, you're taking them seriously. And then the worst ones are like a really like an average episode of a Saturday morning cartoon. Right. So Apocalypse felt like an average Saturday morning cartoon episode of the X-Men, I guess, which is fine. But not after Days of Future Past is almost perfect. Like that's an excellent movie. Yeah. Uh, Like, from top to bottom, that's just, like, I'm not going to say masterpiece, but, like, it's an excellent movie. Logan is
1: a masterpiece.
0: It's the best, oh, Logan, Logan the movie. Logan absolutely is a masterpiece of the genre, yeah. The way it's subversive, the way that it's meta, the way that it still plays into its own self-awareness in movies like that is so hard to pull off. But it's aware of how goofy it is, and yet it still manages to mean something. I cried so hard at the ending. I cannot believe how hard I cried at the end of that X-Men movie. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> she's taking the thing and she's making it an X. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's so good. Hell yeah, dude. But so, yeah, so the the cohesion, you see it like but Kevin Feige was a part of all of that. Yeah. Kevin Feige had been a part of all of those productions.
1: When is he going to give us fucking Wolverine versus the Hulk? Do you think that's going
0: to be? Oh, it has to happen. Of course it's going to happen.
1: I want it to be Hugh Jackman.
0: It's not going to happen, bud. I don't
1: think
0: so. Hugh Jackman's out of the picture. Who would you have play Wolverine? Danny DeVito. Yeah, I'd buy that. Would you just have the whole gang be the. Uh, there's a meme going around where the gang is the Fantastic Four, where Danny DeVito is the thing. And Charlie, Charlie is the, the human flame, human torch. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I'd imagine they're bringing in Fantastic Four as well, hopefully.
0: But could you imagine Zack Snyder making any of those? Like, his vision doesn't work for anything Marvel, like, not to bring it back around <laughs> to the reason why we're talking, but like... Can do a Punisher movie. Have you ever seen Lexi Alexander's Punisher from 2009? I have, but I don't remember it. That movie is the best Punisher movie. It's one of the best comic book movies. And it's one of the few Marvel movies that understand its source material all the way through. I love that movie. If you have a chance, and I'm telling this to people listening as well, you should check out Lexi Alexander. Um, you should follow her Twitter because she's a Palestinian and she has a lot to say about Palestinian rights. She's a former kickboxer, so she has a lot to say about that world and about movie production because she's made a few movies. But her story on this is uh, how did this get made about how she made Punish a War Zone, how she got almost duped into making it, how she accidentally made it look, how the, the color scheme she chose was an accident, and just how the studio was on her ass all the way while she was making this movie um, before Marvel had kind of centralized itself around Kevin Feige. Oh, it's such a good story about how right before Marvel got its shit together, how they absolutely ruined this woman's filmmaking desires. Um, but we still got a really cool Punisher movie. It's great. Punisher Warzone is so good. You get to watch a, a guy doing parkour get blown up with a rocket launcher. Are you kidding me? We will be watching that in the future and doing a commentary uh, here on Toby, 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 Toby. So look out for future content. Hell
1: yeah. I would love but to yeah. see that ongoing like punisher movie series or i mean i would love to just see like the punisher from from fucking netflix just be let into the mcu because i would and, and venom tom hardy's venom i would love to just see her and just
0: have a bunch of fucking chaos not to drag you again back into the topic of the podcast but um you know the only mcu or sony crossover villain that i could see directed in the dcu with that vision with Zack snyder's vision is venom Venom would fit perfectly in Venom that and world. And, and Punisher, yeah. Punisher, Sean Bernthal, the Netflix, Netflix is That Punisher would be perfect in maybe the a, Zack
1: Snyder DCEU. Maybe, maybe he could do a Doctor Doom movie. Well, too. he
0: would. I mean, like, Death, he That's would be closer to Deathstroke. Movie. That's a fucking origin movie we need. A Doctor Doom movie that doesn't suck? Yeah.
1: Start with Doctor Doom before you
0: Fantastic Four for the third time. Well, I mean, they are making the Fantastic Four movies, so I'm curious who Dr. Doom is, but apparently Dr. Doom is the bad guy in Black Panther 2, so...
1: Whoa, that's huge. Man, he is such a role.
0: Yeah, he's, which, he's, it's weird he really how they
1: keep... Him ...to, like, the level that he needs to be a threat, a villain. Like, he could, there could be a whole Avengers fucking movie about Dr. like, where Dr. Doom's just, like, like, the fucking Secret Wars and shit. Hell yeah. I want to see that God level of fucking Dr. Doom shit.
0: Did you ever see fan four stick, the fantastic four reboot from a couple years ago? No, neither did I, the Dr. Doom. And it looked cool, but I mean, apparently the movie is awful because they tried to do the super serious thing with it and it didn't work. But because the studio interfered with it again and the guy who making it was in over his head, uh, have you ever seen Chronicle? No, that's a, uh, found footage superhero movie that, uh, like that was made for like five bucks. Whoa. Uh it's really really good. It's also it's got Michael B Jordan in it for the first time. Uh one of his first roles. Um uh, but that guy that got to make the Fantastic 4 movie and it was he was in way over his head. Way over his head. He had a meltdown.
1: I don't blame them for making it's like how do you make just The Fantastic 4 really feel like alive and not just like I don't know. What do you mean? They just have an aesthetic that's kind of corny, you know. <laughs> By definition, you know, like how do you make that like
0: well, um, right. They had the um, they had the Fantastic Four that was corny, the super corny from like 2004 and 2006. I mean, at least those like knew how corny they were, and they were cracking
1: jokes, and like the jokes made it feel like, yeah, you know, this is this is goofy, like cracks some jokes. But uh, you know, I was too young to realize how much it probably definitely sucked.
0: Right, you're coming with me.
1: <laughs> Fucking dude, dude. But like Doctor Doom, he would—he's such a beastly villain, bro i don't know I, much about god, dr doom tell me about god. dr doom i don't know i just know that in secret wars he was like the motherfucker who like he was they were all brought there by the gods like this or by the beyonder fucking Who's the beyonder yeah he's like a god he's just like this like he didn't even have like a body like he was just like talking to them from the fucking sky because he's just like a god he's just like a i don't know i don't know what the beyonders deal is plot of the secret wars is that like the Beyonder just decided one day that all of the fucking best uh, Marvel s- superheroes and supervillains should just fucking have a big old war and fight each other over some some shit. What was it? A secret war? Yeah, because they were they teleported him like in the middle of fucking nowhere out in space, you know. And Doctor Doom, he like utilized some like technology on this fucking planet, and like, what's that one dude from the Silver Surfer? The big the big dude, the guy who's Galactus. Big- Galactus yeah Galactus is in this plot as well I think he like oh what the fuck did he somehow he like he killed the Beyonder and like basically took his power and then just like became like the Beyonder like a god
0: well it's kind of like it's these are characters that I think that would have been it's interesting that he got those specific characters when I think that he would have been better suited for Marvel characters but I don't think that his aesthetic would have fit in with Marvel's in any way shape or form I don't think that he would have been welcome and he wouldn't have enjoyed doing it. If you look at Ant-Man, which is a... I actually was surprised by how much I liked Ant-Man because I went into Ant-Man not expecting to like it because originally Edgar Wright of Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead and At World's End and um, yeah, those are good ones. Scott Pilgrim, yeah. is uh, 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 Edgar, Wright, Edgar fucking Wright was going to direct Ant-Man. He was like, oh shit, Marvel is going to let Edgar Wright make a movie. But his vision is so distinct. It's so specifically Edgar Wright that they, it didn't fit into their vision. The guy who ended up making the movie, it ended up being a good movie, but it was definitely not a movie that Edgar Wright would have been comfortable making because it's too much of a Marvel formula. The only reason Ant-Man works is because the writing is good and Paul Rudd is a god. Paul Rudd and his, and, um, the cast is really good as well. I think that was the first time that maybe Marvel realized they might've made a mistake because they were starting to get super stagnant. And then they started how they hired Shane Black to make Iron Man three, um, which was the last time the guy that messed up Spider-Man three messed up a movie by replacing the female villain with a male lead, which messed up the kind of timing of the movie. And that's why it's kind of weird towards the end and like. It's an odd movie, but it's still a good movie. And it's Shane Black's movie for sure. Again, Taika Waititi with Thor Ragnarok. Um, You're starting to get some distinctive visions in there. And the Russos, who managed to have their own vision, shoot like it's a movie, but had the efficiency of TV that they brought with them. And they had a very distinctive look as well. But it fit into the Marvel formula because the Russo brothers know how to fit into an established formula because they worked in TV. Zack Snyder is not like those people. Zack Snyder makes his thing and he makes his thing, his thing. Every single time he's made his thing, it's been his thing. Dawn of the dead is literally the only thing that's been like, ha- kind of not his thing. 300 was distinctly his Watchmen was distinctly his. And it it's also watchman is also better with the director's cut, but it's also not a great movie, but it is great visually, but it's also very distinctly Zack Snyder sucker punch distinctly doll he has a very distinct thing that I don't think Marvel could have gotten away with. Yeah. That wouldn't have worked. You were talking about it the other day. You think
1: you nailed it in one word. It's just like the dread that he just brings to life and like makes so real. And just like, I don't know. just the dread of, of their reality.
0: Oh, the, like just yeah. the, the, the horror of being a God amongst men. Yeah. And the horror of knowing you're powerless. Like Batman's powerlessness is what makes it so like, you're just a douchebag in a suit. Like, let's. Batman versus Superman's premise is super interesting, where it's like the rich guy with a fun cave. All of a sudden, there's an actual god on Earth. What do you do about that? Yeah. How do you not lose your mind? Yeah. yeah it's dread. Dread. Yeah. It, the, the Justice League stuff felt shoehorned in there when there was a plot about how it feels to be a mortal fighting a god to save your planet. Like, how how would you feel if you were a hero for 30 years and then someone came, came along and was like, could do all the things you can do without any effort. I'd be pissed. I'd be mad. <laughs> but in all honesty, in, in that you can tell that the only reason Bruce Wayne's upset is because he lost property. You know what I mean? Like in the real world, Bruce Wayne is not a good dude. He's just a guy who's like, I lost money in these investment properties, Superman. I'm coming for you. Uh, was that the gist it? Well, no, he was he was sad because some friends died and, you know, his building got demolished. And that's what we're supposed to believe, that Batman is so upset with the idea that Superman even exists, that he has to kill him. <laughs> right. That was during the the Superman movie where he broke, fucked up his, his building. Oh, yeah. What is arguably the most interesting part of Batman versus Superman, like the first 15 minutes, which is from the perspective of Bruce Wayne, as he's watching uh, Metropolis get destroyed, where he's got a building, I guess, as he drives his Range Rover uh, to go see what's going on. Uh, And that when he has to get out of his Range Rover to go save the little girl from the damage and then gets back into his Range Rover to drive fast to go save his other friends. Wow. Did you happen to remember what car he was driving? No, uh, it's a Range Rover. The product placement is so funny in those movies. Zack Snyder is just Michael Bay with a little bit more dignity. <laughs> he's like he's just like a slightly artsier Michael Bay. Anyway, what was the point?
1: Talk talk about The Rock and all of that funny business.
0: Did you see Shazam?
1: I have not. Need to.
0: You should sit down and watch. Shazam's actually pretty good. Um, it's pretty lighthearted. It doesn't take itself too seriously. There's a fun cameo at the end, but it's still more teasing. So he's playing Black Adam. The Rock is playing Black Adam, which is essentially a side note. If you're not watching Young Rock on NBC, you're missing out on The Rock's presidential campaign. Uh, the Rock will be running for president soon. And this is the most, the slickest pre-campaign promotion I've ever seen because it is an incredibly well-written, incredibly amusing, really well-acted show about his origins Whose, whose central conceit is that he's sitting down to talk to somebody about his presidential run. And at the end of each episode, he gives a heartfelt speech to the camera about community and stuff. We're voting for The Rock. Holy. And okay, so in this show, he's gigantic. He's put on like 45 pounds of muscle, you can tell, because oh. he's playing Black Adam. I re- and I bring up Shazam because Black Adam is essentially like the antithesis to Shazam. He's like the dark Shazam. And so he wanted to be in the DCEU because he's a huge fan of Zack Snyder's stuff. He wanted to be Black Adam so he could fight Shazam and fight Superman, but not just any Superman, Henry Cavill's Superman, which Warner Brothers has attempted to shove out and kind of, because he's moved on, he's doing The Witcher and stuff. So now The Rock is like, I've seen Superman, I've seen Zack Snyder's Justice League, and I am impressed. I want more. I want to fight this man. Yeah. I'm going to have it my way. Because I am president of the I'll Restore the (laughs) Snyderverse. Because that dude, The Rock is so charismatic. He just shows up and stuff and takes it over. He showed up in The Mummy for five minutes. What happens next? The Scorpion King, a whole movie. He's in The Fast and Furious. He's in there for two movies. What happens? He gets his own movie. The Rock gets what he wants. He deals in what he wants. So he gets Black Adam. Now, all of a sudden, he's like, okay, well, we're restoring the Snyderverse. Can you smell what The Rock is cooking? Expansion. He, he just jumps into something and then completely takes it over and then decides the future path of it because he's the most important part of it. It's amazing. And I would be annoyed if I was anyone else, but I'm not. So I get to watch it with it. Like he walked into Vin Diesel's set and was like, now it's my set. Because the, Vin Diesel's a nerd. That's my favorite part. Vin Diesel's like a D&D nerd. He's not a big, tough guy. He's just built like one. But he's a D and D nerd, really? and then all of a sudden, the alpha alphaist of all alpha males walks onto the set, and he's like, oh, yes, I, 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 "I Damn, I love it. I mean, if 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 I'm gonna, if we're
1: gonna get the Snyder verse back, it's gonna, If 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 it's
0: if it's the Rock leading the way, I'm gonna be like, "Fuck." Yeah, exactly. There's actually no no more proper response than yeah, yeah rock on <laughs> fuck it yeah, dude like, keep it going give me the rock fighting jared leto's joker like, why you, know what joker's, you know what joker's have... laugh sounds like he sounds like one of the aliens from galaxy quest <laughs> anyways the rock so the rock wants to fight henry cavill's superman the rock wants snyderverse the rock wants that stuff so the rock is like going to ac and T is going to HBO and being like, I want this and or Warner media is like, I want this. And he's, they're like, no. And then he's going to AT&T and and they are like, we want it too. And so you have this battle going on. And I don't think Zack Snyder actually wants to make any more of these things, whatever I, it's like a custody battle in which two parents are fighting over kids and no one asks the kid what he wants. I hear two sides fighting over the Snyderverse, and I think Zack Snyder is like, I don't want to go with either of you. I want to go and make movies, with grandma. <laughs> oh man. I'm curious to see how it plays out. Marvel's doing their own thing now, uh, which is evidenced by these, these two excellent shows. So I'm curious where it goes next, but it's a whole other story. But I mean, I don't think we're ever going to get something like Zack Snyder's Justice League ever again. I don't know, unless you're, unless you're letting Zack Snyder make his... Like, I don't want to see any other Zack Snyder movies unless they're four hours long. But I also don't want to see any other DC properties unless they're four hours long. I watched that movie three times in the last two weeks and then I tried to watch a normal movie and it was weird. They're like, why is this scene 20 minutes long? <laughs> oh no, I watched that and then I watched Godzilla versus Kong and that's barely a movie. Every scene is like it lasts for a total of like a minute and a half and it's on to the next thing. It's weird. It was it's like 90 minutes long. It's weird.
1: Wow. I just want to get to the action.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, this is going to sound ridiculous, but I do think that movie is ro- is romantic in its own way. <laughs> Like it's, it's, it's an art film. Uh, At the end of the day, it is literally an art film about the silliest things ever. And there's a certain over, there's like a certain overbearing, at least an attempt at poetry, right? There's an attempt at eloquence inside of it. There's an attempt at telling this like grandiose mythological tale, which is again, back to Zack Snyder's vision, how it wouldn't fit inside the Marvel, like a Marvel movie. Only Punisher.
1: Punisher. Yeah. I would
0: love to see a Zack Snyder Punisher movie. Holy God. Yes please. He understands violence Yeah, for sure. That's a, that's that there's dread and violence. That's Zack Snyder's thing. And he understands both of those things. And those are definitely Punisher's things, Yeah, which is something I think that it the Netflix series got the dread part, but it did not get the violence part. It was, it was, again, it was like that origin thing we were talking about before the Punisher's origins, I guess, but you didn't get to see him committing any real violence against it was anybody. enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There was, was going on.
0: That's what these Punisher movies and these series keep missing. Like, we just want to see
1: punishing, man. Like, let's see some shit that he's going to regret later. Like, let's see him, like, really just go berserk because he's the fucking Punisher. So, I want to see him punishing so much. Come to terms with himself for, like, fucking at least two thirds of the story,
0: you know? I mean, he was better in Daredevil than he was in his own series in that way. It was one of the few times where I've said, there's there's been quite a few Punisher adaptations. It was like the first time where I felt like they got it. Um, And then the series was too long and they didn't get it because they don't let them loose. Uh, Oh, I would love to see Zack Snyder's Punisher. Woo. Yeah. I think they, it's the Punisher. And again, I, I, recommend watching Lexi Alexander's because I think that people fundamentally misunderstand the Punisher. I mean, just like the way cops fundamentally misunderstand the Punisher, they fundamentally misread it on purpose. Since the Punisher hates cops and he would never support anything they do, but cops are like, yeah, the skulls. We like to punish you. Right. You're scum. He hates you. The, uh, the creator of the series has decided to come out and tell you that his creation hates you. <laughs> stop please but the the people who make these the movies in the series they they like they completely misunderstand the character they either ignore the violence almost completely um or they ignore the gravity of his crimes. so the Dolph Lundgren version from 1989 they show him sulking about but they barely show anything any violence that he's committing And the movies mostly about a mob boss which is kind of the problem with the Thomas Jane one that has John Travolta in it it has his family being killed brutal it has him living alone brooding brutal but then it has these comical roommate people that live down the hall that are that make him laugh and he's falling in love and i don't know what's going on here and then there's this subplot where uh, john travolta's right hand man has like The Punisher has set it up, so it's like some Shakespearean mix up where John Travolta thinks his right-hand man is banging his wife, and then they get into a fight, and then the Punisher punishes some people. But it's all all like with tongue-in-cheek, and it completely misses the fucking point. And then we got the Lexi Alexander one, which got it, but then no one went and saw it. And it was brutal, and it was disgusting, and it was hilariously over the top, and it was like a comic book come to life, and then no one saw it. And then the, then we've got we've got the series ever since. I still think we have yet to see a Punisher that that totally understands the character and is totally represented fine like well. But I would like to see the Punisher reintroduced. I don't see how the Punisher exists in the MCU. Honestly, you really want to get into it? I don't see how that happens. I mean, he can it, exist. It's just like he's not in
1: the Avengers by any fucking means. You know, he pops whoa, you in whoa. your skull. It- you know, like I could see, De- like you know, Deadpool is R rated. You know, anything R. You know,
0: there's R. You know, we got to bring Deadpool and 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 uh, over to the MCU. God, well, I- I'm curious to see what happens yeah. with uh with the new Deadpool with like the one R rated property. Yeah, wait, what? You're excited for? Well, I mean, Deadpool. They're gonna let Deadpool be R rated, but that's gonna be the only R rated property in their entire portfolio.
1: Are they? They're bringing them over to like the MCU? Yeah, right. That's something. I mean, they made they the first two made so much money, (laughs) you know, huh? That's one mother. That's one actor you can never recast. Is Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool? Like, right? Never, never, exactly get away with with it. Like, like Hugh Jackman. Like, like we we just milked him for this long, and we finally let him go. But
0: with Ryan Reynolds, that can just never happen. Period. Never. (laughs) yeah it's one of those things like i even i thought that patrick stewart couldn't be recast turns out james mcavoy does a fine job same thing with magneto i there's a lot of things that have been recast that i didn't think could be ryan reynolds might be specifically the only one who couldn't be yeah that seems like almost that character was literally designed for him he's owned it just so much
1: where it's just like i don't think you can take it away from him right no you couldn't he was like the character was just the antithesis of like him like waiting for him to just show up and be like oh yeah this is this is my personality let's let's do this and he fought for so long to get it too the clashing of fucking punisher being so serious and him being like making fun of him for being so serious would be kind of funny as fuck
0: i would yeah could you imagine john bernthal's punisher meeting deadpool jesus (laughs) i'd pay good money for it is that the one from netflix that punisher yeah 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 Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, you got any like you got any final thoughts? Yeah, any footnotes on uh, the Justice League? I'm glad that Zach's, I'm really. I love seeing a filmmaker get to see his vision, especially after the tragedy they had to endure. It, it's 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 really cool seeing someone given the opportunity to see their vision fulfilled, to see them get to close out their trilogy. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the movie is the movie is better than the sum of its art. um, And it retrospectively makes the previous two movies better for me. Uh, And I think that makes it so I feel like I didn't waste as much time investing in those properties. So I think at the end of the day, it's worth it that it existed. Will I ever watch? I'm sure I'll watch parts of it again. I think like some of the, some of the scenes are some of the most beautiful scenes I've ever seen in a comic book movie or any movie for that matter, even if they're stupid. The flash coming back and reversing things after they lost. Yeah. I think is a really great scene. Superman's fight with Steppenwolf. I think a lot of the real the end scenes are really good. I mean, a lot of it's really good. A lot of it's really beautiful. Yeah, a lot of it's really it. dumb. And yeah. I think it's it is the most Zack Snyder thing I've ever seen in my life. It's it's well, and I can't take that away from anybody. That's what I that's what I went in for. Yeah. It's not just,
1: it's almost like, you know, if it wasn't Zack Snyder, it would have been somebody else in a way. Like, I think, like, we always wanted to see the gritty universe that we've seen before, you know, in, like, the old Batman animated series and shit. And, like, I just feel like all that had a look that we were, like, craving as fans, like, who grew up with, like, those images. Like, we want to see it. We want to see it. You know, like, how does that world exist like yeah with real people and actors and it's just you know Zack snyder has his sex his like he said you know he's got exactly like what what he does but i don't think it was so out of the realm of like what the fuck we were ex- we expecting as fans you know it's just like they'll keep kind of scratching at that itch until they get closer or further and just like probably keep making more we're here for it you know
0: yeah between Zack Snyder's Justice League and Endgame, honestly, I've seen some of the most comic booky shit I've ever seen in my entire life. I've gotten everything I've ever wanted out of comic book movies in the last two years. Right. Um, Endgame was the end of a whole long experiment, and it was a whole thing for me. And um, I still have to do my essay about that because there's a whole lot of daddy issues wrapped up in that whole story, family issues. Like that was a whole saga for me too. Uh, I wasn't really attached to the DC stories, but. And it still is a conclusion to the trilogy. And it still is the most comic booky movie. It's like so... Com- it's all of, all of the comic book stuff I've ever wanted to see on screen. Once we got past the growing pains of X-Men and the early Spider-Men, and we started introducing better special effects, we've got like, like Endgame and This are like the most comic booky comic book movies I have ever seen in my life. Where do we go from here is my question. But regardless of whether we get another more Spider-Snyderverse, it's like where do you guys go? where's where's a place that's more exciting than this i was enthralled by this movie i didn't even like it that much but i was enthralled by it so that says a lot towards that kind of filmmaking and like who's gonna who's gonna be bringing that to the dceu moving forward whose movies are gonna be this exciting this enthralling this engaging this believed in by the fan base like no one has a fan base like marvel uh no one and no one has a fan base like the fan base for Zack snyder for better or for worse. Yeah,
1: and I mean, what, uh, what's going
0: to happen now? You're now you're dismissing this thing that you gave them. You fed the monster, and then you're like, no more, no more nibbles for you. You begged and you pleaded and you knocked, you huffed and you puffed and you blew our house down, and we gave you what you wanted, but no more nibbles for you. You can just have a little of right. everything you asked for as a treat, right, but nothing and- else. They're going to have
1: to figure this shit out. I mean, we're not going to sit around and let them do some bullshit and, like, waste time when while Marvel takes all their money. You know, they're going to try and get it. I mean, I hope they can just, like, you know what kind of happened. Let's pretend like more things happened in the Justice League formed. We're maybe going to recast some people but you know what the Justice League is. Here's another Justice League movie where we don't have to spoon feed you what this is. And we can just have a lot of superheroes and have a big old lot. And like, just fucking like literally open up the movie, fucking explain a couple things, lead into the big fucking table of fucking superheroes and just go from there. They're just, they're discussing some some fucking matters, you know, just like throw us, throw us in to like the most like, convoluted of plots you know with like all all the heroes we've never fucking even heard of just throw us into all of them like i'm sick of all these origin stories i'm sick of all these gathering a team stories like just throw me into the fucking vortex dude like (laughs) right 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 into the deep end that's why i'm you know if 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 there's any reason for me to protest that they restore the snyderverse it's just
0: so they don't fucking
1: have to do it all again
0: hey man I think that's a good way to conclude it. That's, uh, hey guys, thanks for tuning into our, uh, little mini-sode here, kind of mini-sode of Toby, 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 uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League and, you know, all manner of comic book and nerdy things. Yeah. I'm Jason Hillman. Thank you. Uh, I have an album release coming up soon. It's uh, a compilation of some sets over the last couple of years. Um, you can look for that on all your favorite streaming places soon. I'll be releasing artwork for that sometime. I don't know if it'll be out by the time this comes out, but we'll see. But that's, uh, that's what I got to plug you, Reno take it what you got bud
1: yeah we got uh me and moses producer and dj we got a project coming out our group's called reality tv that's why we made the song toby mcguire and and that's why you know toby's coming back
0: so stay tuned for that great looking forward to that um anyways Guys, this has been Toby, Toby, Toby. I'm Jason Hillman. Oh. And you can catch me uh, uh, at O The Hillmanity on Twitter, uh, Jason The Hillman on TikTok, and just Jason Hillman on Facebook. You can find me just by tape him, typing my name into stuff. Uh, where can they find you, Reno? Find
1: me smoking on poo.
0: Okay. He doesn't want any social media engagement with any of you. So just focus on me for now. Have a good night, everyone. Toby, Toby, Toby. Goodbye.